this guy. Oh, look at that. The Toys R Us version. Hey, hey, this is, <laughs> this is metal, baby. It's, not, it's like eight pounds of metal. <laughs> eight pounds of tin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. All right. Well, I'll stop showing off my stuff, especially since we're recording and no listeners can really see anything I just showed you. Do I sound okay? I think you sound great. You sound heavenly. Oh, you're sweetheart. Adam Rotella. Welcome. Gary Horn like the car. Yeah, yeah. Horn like the car. <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say every time. That's Adam Rotella. I'm Gary <laughs> Horn. And this, this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, the future, the history, legacy, tradition, the whole thing of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. Adam, it is so good to see you, especially on this momentous occasion. Gary, man, I am so excited to talk about this first NWA show. Uh, I unfortunately was at work the night that it came out. It actually started five minutes after I stepped behind the bar to go to work. But man, the social media looked good. I didn't listen to anything. I didn't watch anything until today. The social media blew up. You were actually there. I can't wait to talk about it. Adam, ask me what sound this is. That sounds like a beer opening up. That is a beer opening up. It's a celebratory beer because the NWA just put on NWA Power yesterday evening. And I am normally the calm one, Rotella, but today I am super excited. You are yeah, super I, on. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it because it was a complete success. I haven't seen – maybe I haven't been looking hard enough, but I have not seen one negative comment from anybody. Me neither, dude. I've 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 been scouring the interwebs for the last for the last 24 hours, looking for things, looking at people. I've been reading the comments. Did you know, my friends, that there were over? I think we're, we're by by this time. I bet we're probably at around 8,000 tweets just about NWA Power. It was trending number one for a little while there. Yeah, man. I I. I barely saw anything negative when I watched the YouTube video today. There was maybe 105 thumbs down. And I say, send me to those people's houses, and I'll be happy to talk them into the door of the NWA. No shit. Oh, pardon my French, but hot <laughs> damn. That is how you do a wrestling show. What I saw last night was, was magnifique. I can't <laughs> even express like how excited I am. It was exciting being there, but then seeing what they managed to do on the show that is how a wrestling show should look that's what it's supposed to be i have not been this excited about wrestling since i don't know since vince mcmahon got his face shoved in somebody's ass i don't know I, that's but that's that's something to get excited about i guess but yeah gary <laughs> i gotta say man as soon as that music hit and uh, we'll get into everything but as soon as that music hit that first guitar strum i was like Oh, this is going to be different. The, the 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 flashing logo, the the different logo, just how everything looked. Everything looked unique last night, Gary, and I think that's what everyone out there has been looking for. And I think that's one of the major comments that people have been saying about it is it looks so different from everything else out there. So so if you look hard enough, you can see like a well, hey, let me do this because I I mentioned Vince McMahon. Hey, ask me how I feel about WWE. What do you feel about it WWE? It doesn't matter about <laughs> WWE. That's The Rock from WWE. And he today even tweeted about NWA power because he knows what's up. This is hot stuff. This is where you want to be. Tuesday night, everybody was talking about Wednesday. Everybody was talking about Mondays or Fridays. Tuesday night has mm -hmm. become a hot spot for wrestling because, you know, shout out where it's due, I guess. AEW's dark show is out there and that's just a straightforward like kind of wrestling show you know good for them it's also a little unique from like the normal presentation but nothing is like nwa power and everybody i know who watched it is so excited to see what's coming up next in fact there's so many adjectives you could use to describe <laughs> this show but the one that i've seen a few times that i actually like the best right now is I have seen people use the word, and nobody's focusing on this, refreshing. That's the word. 
because that word, everybody, just everything they missed about wrestling, it was there last night, man. The promos and then the wrestling. No promos in the ring. People stood there, got interviewed. They said what they thought. They either got their point across or they didn't. Sometimes it was even maybe a little awkward. Sometimes it could be a little awkward, but that's part of the game. That's how it's supposed to be played. And then they go in there and they fight it out in the ring. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I can't stop. Dude, I'm sorry. Just, just slap I mean, me around. No, no. You're great. You're great. I'm never going to stop you. Please, please. It, it, it's not just it's not just refreshing, Gary. It's not just a breath of fresh air, but it is what it is what a large majority of the audience has been looking for, and we know that because there's there 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 was not that many people watching the NWA Ten Pounds of Gold compared to the the amount of people that watched NWA Power last night. What I'm interested to see is are, what's what's going to happen next week with the analytics, with the people coming in to watch NWA Power. But what I'm really looking to see, not just only that, but who's going to be diving deep into the 10 pounds of gold now? Who's going to be diving deep into that content that already exists on the NWA YouTube page? Over eight hours of wrestling content and documentary form of how they even got to NWA power. Once we get the fan to dive into that content, oh my friends, oh my friends, exponential growth for the NWA is just around the corner and we're just seeing the tippy top of it this week. One of the things that I'm really excited about is you mentioned the 10 pounds of gold series. I, I am curious, obviously right before 10 pounds of gold, or I'm sorry, right before NWA power, they did introduce the 10 pounds of gold, a new episode basically mm -hmm. kind of documenting the lead up to NWA power. So that was exciting. I hope that the NWA is going to continue that process too, because it does give you like a little bit of a deeper insight into these people and what they're about. One that you don't get like strictly seeing the studio audience. Now, like I said, don't get me wrong. This is the way I want my wrestling to look easily digestible one hour a week. That's all you got to keep up with. Here it is. I still like the idea, though, too, of the uh, the 10 pounds of gold concept giving you a deeper dive into who these people are. You know what I mean? Oh, man, absolutely. And and let's let's talk about before we get into NWA power. Let's talk about that most recent episode of 10 pounds of gold as well. First time we've ever really seen David Lagana in footage for the NWA. That was really cool to see. Also, I don't know. I'm sure you've noticed this being a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. I call them the, the Smashing Zucchinis, a big Billy Corgan fan. Uh, I'm sure that Billy Corgan time, appreciates you just totally butchering his band well, name. Well, uh, the, well I, 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 on, on, on my show, I, I, on, on 10 Pounds of Podcast, when I talk about him, I also show him as a reptilian wearing a hoodie. So if, if, if William Patrick Corgan is watching anything I'm doing, I'm sure he's okay with that as well. But, well, he's posting awkward photos with me on the social media, so hopefully he's got a sense of humor. It, what I loved about those photos, Gary, is that there's obviously a three-foot rule at the NWA taping. Please don't come past the table, please. Yeah, he was supposedly just uh, just to put it out there, so folks don't think he's a complete asshole. I, I gotta, I gotta. At Crockett Cup, I was like right next to him, but there was this thing about he's not feeling well, so he doesn't want to like be all huggy on everybody at the time, and so maybe he's just being considerate of the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. He just doesn't like people with beards, I think, is the real thing. That makes but sense. What I, what I was talking about with uh, our president, our owner, Mr. William Patrick Corgan, is when you watch the excitement in his face, that's really the first time in, a, in an episode of 10 Pounds of Gold where you see William Patrick Corgan get physically and, and, and visually very, very excited. There's even some color in his cheek coming out, and the only color I've ever seen on the guy's faces when he paints it black that's a hundred percent accurate yeah you could see the excitement in his voice i will say and i could say these things now because we haven't talked like this since i've been back from the tv taping so obviously no spoilers from me but i can give you some insights into the process and and i mean he did come out halfway through and say guys this energy keep this up because what you're doing right now completely changed the tone in the back for the wow. the guys and girls in the back because 
we all didn't know what to expect. He's like, but since the start of this, hearing you, everybody is now 100% more amped up and they are ready to go. You guys have such a huge impact on how this is going. It's like the whole demeanor is positive and amped up. Please keep that coming. And you could tell he was excited. Well, you know, Gary, I mean, that, that that goes back to, like, when has the NWA ever had an NWA crowd? You know, yes, there was the NWA 70 event, but, you know, I was there at NWA 70. That was probably, like, 58% just... Cody Rhodes fans were there and and, right. a, a, and a little dribbling of, of true NWA fans. Crockett Cup, you get more of the same, but I bet it was a lot of Barty Scroll fans, a lot of ROH sure. fans at, at, at that event as well. But this is the first ever time that the NWA actually got a crowd of NWA fans to be there. And yeah, of course we're excited. I mean, I, we know people, you met people that traveled from all across the United States to be there, man. I think there was even people that flew across the ocean to be at that show yeah, as well. It was around the world. Yeah, absolutely. It was it, Those people were there because they were happy that the wrestling they grew up on was back and they were hoping to see it. And when you walked into that studio and you saw that set, you just knew this is something totally different. And if you were at all iffy on how you should act or how you should <laughs> behave, David Marquez at the beginning and even Billy Corgan at the beginning, hell, Jim Cornette came out at one point and he's like, listen, uh, I think his exact story, which I you know, hate to steal from if he ever sees this, because uh, he'll probably use it every night that they have to be champions. <laughs> but he was like, listen, if you're watching Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel tells a joke, and nobody laughs, the people at home don't think it's that funny either. He's like, you guys are always on camera. You guys are as much a part of this show as anybody else. So if you love something, let us know you love it. If you're excited, act excited. He's like, if you think something sucks, fine, tell us it sucks. We'll try to do better. He's like, but don't be quiet. Let us have it. No, that's really cool, man. And like, what one of the things that I noticed just right away in in, in the show, while we're on the uh, on the topic of the crowd, is inside of a studio. I think it might be a little bit even more nerve wracking for talent to do a promo sometimes because you hear every single person that's in that audience. If someone blurts out something, that's heard by the talent, and I got to think that that's a little bit. Whew, that's a little bit even scarier than being in front of 15,000 people, my man, because at least in 15,000 people, you just hear one guy in the back going, hey, you suck, and no one can fucking hear it. Yeah, you 100% can hear every single thing. Uh, and, I, 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 and I probably shouldn't even spill this out there, but I got a little message from like a, a thing showing uh, where somebody said when Nick was talking in that first promo, which a god said – when my hands going up like I'm in church. Yeah, Nick Aldis's first promo set the tone for the entire mm -hmm. evening that that for that first show. That man delivered on every single thing he was supposed to do. He was ready for this. But there is a moment where if you listen, there's somebody when he goes off and they say, "Tell him, Nick, that's me." And so you'll probably just see me tweeting that out. I was in. I was all in. No pun intended. And he could hear it. You know, he 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 knew. And like people were saying online, like somebody yelled that. I got a flashback. Old school wrestling. Yeah. Because it's a small room, dude. And people can hear you. You'll hear. I mean, if you can hear my voice or start to recognize it at all, I uh, developed a love-hate relationship with the Dawson brothers who are at the very beginning of this episode. I uh, just decided early on I just – I. You know, sorry, pardon my French again, but I fucking hated them. And I was gonna <laughs> let them every time. And so there's one match at some point where I'm like, I hate you, Dawsons. And they're like, we hate you too. Shut up. That's great. Just wait till they start saying we hate you too, Gary. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. But hey, let, let's go back to that first promo of Nick Aldis opening up the show. Man, he, he wasn't out there just talking about himself. He was out there, like you said, setting the tone for what we were about to watch for these next eight or nine weeks and uh, getting us ready for this next pay-per-view. He talked about himself, but he also talked about the locker room. He talked about the energy backstage. He talked about what he wanted the company to be. My friends, we have been dying. We have been dying for a wrestling champion to talk this way to us, to talk about his promotion like this. And I just got to say with you, my man, 
he knocked it way, way, way out of the park. And I, I, I think in that in that recent episode of 10 Pounds of Gold, it shows him going out there and he's like, I don't even know what I'm going to say yet. I'm just going to feel it and I'm just going to let it fly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're just looking for the guys and girls who could just deliver on that microphone. The thing is, is Nick Aldis absolutely 100% set the tone right when he walked out there. He entered the building. Everybody knew that was the champ, like you said, NWA crowd. But when he set that 10 pounds of gold up on the the stand, I thought of you, Adam, and our last podcast together. I was like, there he is. He freaking plopped it up right there on the table. Look at this. This is what it's all about. This is the belt. And he talks. And everything from the classic style of talking about his jag he's got parked outside to delivering on what everything's all about, to delivering who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. Like you're getting this, you know, I mean, my favorite quote, and I've seen it retweeted on Twitter is just this. If you think I went coast to coast to do the J-O-B and the ATL, then you've got another thing coming. That's Nick Aldis. He's going to do what it takes to get the job done. And I love that about him. And immediately, like, if you can't top that. If you had never seen this man before. Exactly, Gary. Go, go. Keep going. I love no, this. That's it. I mean, if you had never seen this man before, within the first five minutes of the show, you knew this was the guy. This was the guy to beat. This was the guy that had it all. And who's going to stop him? That's what you're looking for out of a champion. You're exactly right. Dude, it was just fantastic, man. And then Camille standing right there next to him looking like only Camille can look. I, I couldn't think of a better way to open this show. Those graphics, that music, it really got us in the vibe for what NWA is. They didn't try to throw different things at us. They showed us people that we knew from the 10 pounds of gold series and those graphics when the people came up and it looked all, it didn't even look retro, my man. It looked retro forward, my friends. I know exactly what David Lagana is talking about now when he talks about a retro forward look. We saw it in that first episode and I want so much more of it. I mean, there's those little things like the power logo. It's mm. like this white on off white. It's like, I think a designer faux pas to even do that, but like it's, it's there. So there's like these old school elements to the way that the place was set up. But I think a lot of people have this fear of if the NWA does this, is this parody? Are they making fun of what came before? Are they, you know, is it a joke? And I think clearly this first episode demonstrated that it is, this is not a joke. This is real. Some people did message me and say that they thought it was like, oh, wow, it's like current wrestlers get moved right into 1983 and they're cutting promos. I'm like, that's fine. You know what? Stranger Things is a big deal on Netflix for a reason. Like people, people like that feeling. They want that feeling of what they loved. And some people just want the fact that wrestling that they loved was just people arguing about some shit. And then they get in there and fight it out. And that's what you got here. And that's all you need. Let's not complicate things. Yeah, keep it simple, folks. Keep it super simple. Like even later on in the show, and we'll, we'll get there, but the podium gets knocked over. And then even later on in the show, the trash is still on the floor. I love that. I Like no one came out to pick that up. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm available. I'm available for that job. I, I can easily sweep the floor, everybody. But I don't little... tell his audition. This is his dude, audition tape. Dude, it's, floor it's, no, it's, it's true, though. It's, it's those little things that... If, if it was an oversight, I love the oversight. If it was done on purpose, I love that it was done on purpose. Like the, it doesn't have to be uh, meticulous and clean, just like this podcast, just like our content doesn't have to be meticulous and clean. Content is content, and the NWA really em embraces the energy. They really embrace the mood. And, man, we've been going on and on about this opening. Let's get to some matches. It's tough because I could, I could talk about this for hours. There's so many details that went into this thing, and I just want to talk about everything forever. But neither of us have all night. We have significant others that – don't want us talking about wrestling all night. We'll we'll schedule a getaway together sometime. The Sign me up, big boy. 
the the other thing I did want to say about the Aldis promo, though, just that I don't know that I, if I clearly stated it really quick and we can move on, is that by sitting that 10 pounds of gold, not only are you talking about Nick Aldis being the man, and you can obviously see that, I think it perfectly positioned that is the trophy. And I really appreciated that as well. You knew from the start that that was it. I even heard Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio today talking about he, I don't think, had watched any of the stuff before. And he thought this show was awesome. And he said to David Lagana in their interview, he was like, something about when Nick Aldis put that belt front and center on the table. And and going back to you, Adam, you, you mentioned something a little similar to this. But he said, I started just staring at it. And I'm like, you know what? This this belt is pretty damn important. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is the belt. <laughs> and I loved that. I loved hearing it. There it is. That's the championship. That's what everybody wants. Well, it's it's, it's it's a symbol and it's and it's an iconic thing, right? It's something that hasn't been changed. It's been there forever. You see it on iconic wrestlers and now you see it on Nick Aldis who will and is a very iconic wrestler, my friends. Nick Aldis has had and said he wants to be the best NWA champion ever. Everyone has been saying those are some big shoes to fill. But after this first promo, after this first TV taping, eyes are open. Eyes, eyes are open. The, 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 the runway is clear. The, the, the countdown has started. Everybody here is going to the moon, my friends. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. All right. So, so right after that, you get right in the ring with the Dawson's. And uh, they take off uh, Sal Renaro and Billy Buck. Sal Renaro, I think, has been on that independent scene for a while. I, I saw some people that knew him very well. I personally did not know him. But uh, it, this was essentially, so dating back to when I was growing up, and my big deal was always like WWF superstars, you would have these squash matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would see... And these get knocked sometimes, but the thing was, you would see, like, who's supposed to be the star, and then they demolish somebody. So you get to see, like, who they are, what they're about, what their moveset looks like, what their finisher is. You're getting to establish them in your head. And I know that we're in a world now where, like, big matches have to happen all the time, but there was something really nice about that. Now, these guys did... You know, it was different than just the Dawson's completely destroyed them. There was a little bit of a pushback, but it was at least for this moment that like from that first match, you get to know who the Dawson's, like what they look like, who they're supposed to be what they're about, you know, and I, I really appreciated that. Well, I, I think, Gary, it wasn't just that. Also, it was as soon as they went to that first shot, you get those retro forward gl- graphics again with the Chiron going over everything. Absolutely. And, Im- and immediately you're thinking to yourself, this is completely different from what I'm watching right now. The people inside the ring look completely different from every from every other wrestling thing that is put into my face right now. The crowd is different. The 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 there's there's curtains there's curtains around. What's 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 going on here? There's flags. That's it's it's very small, but it's but the production quality is very very high. So immediately, I think what the NWA was trying to do was establish the fact even more that what you're about to watch here is going to be completely different from any kind of thing that you're that's available right now it is a true alternative to what's out there and i gotta say man the the crowd really didn't really know which way to go and i think because of your booing you got the crowd to hate these people so (laughs) maybe i just uh i fed off the dawson's and i was they changed the whole booking because of gary's booing (laughs) oh man i feel like there are moments in this show that you're going to see coming along uh as the show progresses that do change because of the booking actually i know a hundred percent there's at least one or two that change because of the crowd reaction but uh i don't know and that's the way it should be right isn't isn't that the feel that we're going for we're going for that that real authentic feel the crowd should be saying who's a good guy who's a bad guy of course of course, the NWA can steer us in a certain direction, but we're all going to feel what we want to feel about people. All that said, I don't know that the Dawson's was that deal. There was a no. real uh, symbiotic relationship, I think, right at the beginning. I needed to hate them, and they really didn't give a shit if I liked them either. So it was a perfect dichotomy of personality. So, yeah, I was 
overzealous with my booing of the Dawsons. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. and they won. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even in their even in their post match uh, promo, they said, "We are the people that took your lunch money." And I thought, "Damn, I want that back." How about that? Yeah, how about that? They leave the match after decimating this team and then they get to go and cut a promo and tell you everything about them that's beautiful i love every bit of that adam we'll be here all night if we don't move on so i just want to say the very next matchup uh, you want to talk about promos uh, eli drake walks out and cuts his promo and, and that man golden on the microphone, he is hard to beat. It is uh, him, him and Nick Aldis uh, exchanging promos, and probably not every show, but uh, on on separate shows or on the same show is going to be fan freaking tastic, my friends. I mean, not only does Eli Drake bring you in with what's coming out of his mouth, at some point I was looking at this guy talking to me, and I just said out loud, I'm like. Keep talking to me with those beautiful blue eyes, Eli. Jesus. Like, he was <laughs> sucking me in. Well, you just had a whole thing there that I'm not sure I 100% relate to. But <laughs> I will say. Hey, that, wrestling's uh, for everyone, baby. Yeah. I will say that, like, when he says, let me talk to you, I was like, come on, talk to us. I want to hear it. I want to hear what this guy has to say. I think that this had to be a very well thought out directing job by David Lagana and Billy Corgan that you get that Nick Aldis promo right after the match. You get another 100% fire promo from Eli Drake. So if you ever had any doubt, now you know this is the place you come to get the people that know how to talk. This is where they're going to be. That said, Eli Drake backs it up in the ring and his opponent, Caleb Conley, not bad either, my friends. That guy is very athletic. He's he's kind of got that look of like most of what we expect out of wrestling because that's the thing. You're not seeing like five-star matches. We're not trying to have like New Japan. You know, th- they've cornered the market on that. You know, uh, the yeah, I know. Five I know how star, you smile star. <laughs> I know how you feel about it. I'm just saying like Caleb Conley is a hell of a wrestler and he and Eli Put on oh, and hey, by the way, one second. Let's, by the way, one second. Who decides what a goddamn five-star match is anyways? Is it Flippy Badoodles, or is it the thing that gets us to the match? Is it the whole encompassing story? I think a five-star match is a whole encompassing story, not just what we see in 20 freaking minutes. Well, I'll say this. I think if a guy like Dave Meltzer wrote his reports and say and used terms like flippy badoodles, then I might take him more seriously about it. But exactly, <laughs> folks. Stop listening to the mainstream wrestling media, my friends. You get well, your let's real not be too right harsh. Here. I got Bruce Mitchell from the PW Torch on the latest episode. In bed, in bed with them. Yeah, well, you know, I think some of these guys know <laughs> what they're talking about. I can't hate on them too much. So anyway, Kali looks great in this matchup. But Eli Drake hits his finisher. I think he calls it the gravy trade. Hits it for the pinfall victory. At that point, I was into it the whole time. And I did not know how it was going to go. I assumed Eli Drake was going to take this one. That this other guy wasn't ready. But, man, he had me believing for a little while. This was a solid match, I thought. So the first match was a little bit a, a little bit one-sided, which it obviously should have been. But now we're getting to see now the now the NWA not only introducing their main main talent, but they're sprinkling some other people in there as well right now. They're letting us exactly. know they're letting us know very subtly that hey, this guy is gonna this guy has some stuff. This guy might be around for a while. Like we don't even know who the NWA roster actually is right now. We know we know the the main core six foundational people that you need to build a company with, but we don't really know who else is there with us. So this is actually showing us that the NWA is going to be competitive wrestling, and it's going to be a competitive wrestling style that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. When this dude stomped Eli Drake to the ground in, in, in one of his moves, I popped out of my chair, man. I'm like, I haven't seen that. That was very, very cool. Yeah, he, he's great, man. Caleb Conley is uh, somebody to watch for sure. Now, another thing that they did is right after this matchup, they cut into that Tim Storm and Nick Aldis video, and they'll cut these throughout the whole show, which is not something we were privy to in the live audience. That was a nice touch, I thought. I thought that it was very cool that they, if this is your first time tuning in, it's very cool to see you give some credence to all of the story the rest of us 
have watched for two years now. You Absolutely. Know, and, now let me let me let me give a let, let's give a chance to give some feedback to the NWA there, Gary. Is that something that you would like to see inside the audience while they're going between matches like that or between promos? Would you like to have a uh, a way to be able to see what they're actually going to make the TV into? I mean, the thing is, is there's so much going on during that TV taping uh, as far as interactivity with the people that are there. So in between segments, you've got guys like David Marquez talking to you and uh, Jim Cornette popping around. Some of the other guys showing up little extra tidbits at the end of a match that you might not see on the show. I don't think you miss it. I, I don't. I mean, the only purpose that this serves is for the people at home who maybe don't know the whole story. So at least at this point, I think the people that in the were in the audience, they know what this is about. They know what mm -hmm. to look for. They know who Tim Storm is. They knew who Nick Aldis was. They're already anticipating this match. They don't need you to hammer it in. So at least for the for now, I don't think it's necessary. For sure, for sure. But yeah, man, the the way that they just had these, and, and it wasn't very long segments either, right? It was like kind of kind of a minute inside the TV, maybe two or three, like what would usually be used as a commercial. They're using to continue on their storyline. So again, I love that they're on YouTube. I love that it's just continuous content of what we're actually tuned in to watch. So continuing the story, bringing people in, letting everyone know who Tim Storm is, why Tim Storm is important, why he's in the main event for this first show, especially because, like we said at the top of this show, there were so many more people that watched this NWA Power Show than have watched the whole story of 10 Pounds of Gold. So very, very important. Now, that said, I, I will point out that there was this balancing act that they're playing with, like even with the viewers at home that they are counting on some people knowing some things because the very next thing you see after that little segment, if I'm not mistaken, is Josephus out there harassing mm. Cornette and Joe Galley, and he wants Storm. Now, we all know, as fans of the NWA, that he's talking about Tim Storm. He's out there calling out Tim Storm. He's had a long-running feud with Storm. That's who he wants. That ain't who he gets. Mr. He, James Storm. He decimated, de de destroyed, and deconstructed Tim Storm, my friend. And boy, do I have some things to say about the Josephus stuff coming up, but we'll wait for that. But yeah, man, having James Storm come out there and seeing Josephus interact with, with Jim Cornette is one of my favorite things on this program, obviously. Folks, I'll come out of the closet. I am a giant Josephus fan. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Again, another big guy, another big promo, just hammering it home again and again. And I love the fact that it was in a different location now. Yeah, the studio is really small, but there's so many different camera angles that you can use. There's so many different locations that you can shoot a promo from. And I thought that right behind the announcers was really, really fun because then the announcers get to go along with the promo as well. Well, one thing that you're talking about there, I mean, uh, if you listen to the interview with Bruce Mitchell, he talks about where studio wrestling, uh, part of where it came from is like you have these fixed cameras in a certain place and, and they're – Filming the action is cheap and easy to just shoot because it's all taking place in this ring, essentially. Now, what I love is that you'll notice when Josephus is doing his thing, he's out there with a single focus in mind, and he is not concerned about where the camera is, and mm -hmm. neither is James Storm. James Storm is out there to confront Josephus. His back's to the camera. Watch a Monday Night Raw. Now, it's been a little while for me, but every time... You're focused on, you're angling your body to be towards that hard camera. And it's always important to get the exact right shot. This is more legit. James Storm has got his back to the camera. He's like, F that. I'm going after this dude. This dude's calling me out, you know, or he wants to start some stuff. I'm ready to, to take him on. They're treating it like this is a legit confrontation that's happened. They don't give a shit where the camera is. And that's how it's supposed to be. I, I know, Adam, I apologize. When I get excited, my language gets out of hand. Hey, it's fine with me, Gary. Everything that all that stuff is fine with me, my friend. But all right, yeah, I'm just I'm just maybe I, I'm saying it for our listeners at home. 
No, but like yet again, NWA distinguishing itself from everywhere else. And you know, everyone out there, you must know for a fact that every single pro wrestler in existence from the Mud Show Barn all the way to the freaking uh, Madison Square Garden, top of the marquee, watched NWA Power last night. And you must know that every single wrestler must have said, Man, I'd like to be a part of something like that. I have to believe that that's true. This is the stuff that they all would have grown up seeing, and and that's beautiful. I mean, James Storm, if we could talk about him for a second, was made for this. His persona, his character, this is for him. I saw an interview with, uh, I believe it was Fightful. Good guys, uh, Sean Ross Sapp over there. Cool guy. But but he did an interview with James Storm where James Storm was talking about being kind of iffy. Like, he's a he's a traditional kind of guy. He was like, who is this uh, effing rock star coming in here and thinks he knows anything about wrestling? You know, like, why do I not listen to him? Even Lagana, like, what? You know, like, he hosted, he produced a few segments here and there. <laughs> like, what's this guy got? But he talks about like when he sat down with them like these guys are smart they know what they're talking about and they were right like james storm was a guy to get for this because james storm has that voice and that presence and he's exactly the kind of guy that's cut out to do these exact things that like he walks out after josephus to hell with your cameras to hell with the best audio setup Let's have a showdown. If you want to have a showdown, I'm going to chase you around the ring. It's their job to keep <laughs> up with me. It's not for me to pose for them. And that's what I love. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. The wrestlers are the stars. It's everybody else's job to keep up with them. That's that's wrestling. Dude, I love that right there. I love that. It's our job to keep up with the wrestlers. I absolutely love that, Gary. All of these people that we've talked about already today, my friends, uh, Gary and I talked about this on the first time that we ever that we ever met. Everyone has a vibe. Everyone can talk, but everyone also has a different dynamic that they bring to the table. And it's it's really David Lagana and uh, William Patrick Corgan kind of being like a, like like general managers of, of a sports team. We need a wide receiver. We need a quarterback. We need a running back. And they all create this team and this very powerful thing. Uh, power, I guess. And <laughs> Hey, there we go. Nailed it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, the, the 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 fact that I got to watch this thing today and be and and feel completely different and 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 get goosebumps when I, I, I usually don't get goosebumps when I watch wrestling right now, and the music, the graphics, and the people all in one show, and there's still so much more to see. I mean, there's there's still eight weeks, seven weeks, I think, that they filmed. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're at least getting all the way to December 14th when their pay-per-view they've already announced is going to be. So there's there's lots of excitement to be had and lots more story to see unfold. With that, I will say you're exactly right about the development of that team. Also important to note, not once did you see Billy Corgan on camera and not once have you seen David Lagana on camera. And I don't think that that changes at any point. No way. Yeah, and I just I appreciate that about them. Billy Corgan is a rock star. Billy Corgan is a Grammy award winning artist. If he wanted to throw himself on the television, if he wanted you to see him at this event, he could make it happen. And when this show is on, he steps back. He's made it very clear. Jim Cornette even says it in his podcast that he was very much like they're the stars. They're the ones I want up front and center. And I appreciate that about him because, sure, the corporate overlord general manager can be cool. You know, it was cool like 20 years ago when yeah. it was unique. But now once it's used every other week, get out of the way. Give these guys some agency. Let these stars be stars. Let talented people be talented. I think that's an exact Billy Corgan quote. And God bless him because that's exactly what they're doing these guys are getting to put themselves out there, and I love it. I'm so dude. About I it. feel your energy. I'm, I'm I'm really vibing off of you today, my man. This is this is a <laughs> lot of fun. And yeah, I, I I don't need to see Lagana on on power. I don't need to see uh, William Patrick Corgan on power. Where I want to see those gentlemen are on ten pounds of gold, telling us the story of them doing this. 
because I still want to see the business side of things. I still want to see the thinking behind things. I don't need them to come out with shoot interviews or blah, blah, blah interviews like that. But I do want to see how they got to the next place that they're going. I think it's so important to document the process. They've been documenting the process this whole time is what's going to really draw people in that are just finding it now. And imagine, imagine down the line, because they're still, we got to be honest, folks, 164,000 people watched this the other day. That's, you know, maybe a football field and a half. We want to get this to the whole country. We want to get this to the whole world watching this organization. So to, ha to continue to document the process when one day the NWA is inside of a Madison Square Garden would be such a freaking cool documentary to watch, my man. I can't wait. I have zero doubt that that will happen someday. Me too. So that's why we're doing this right now because <laughs> we know. So if we move right along, Danny White and uh, Mims uh, in a non-title match get their asses handed to them by my boys, Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs, the wild card. These guys, money. I can't. I don't, I don't even know what to say. The decimator of worlds. The king of all evil. He is the destructor. Royce Isaacs, a golden god granted to us from the heavens. These guys are amazing. I love them so much and they are nasty. They're not friendly guys. They don't have anything that you just naturally love about them. They just want to kick your ass. That's what they do. I say to embrace the tassels and put some tassels on that kilt, my man. <laughs> well, Tassel up the kilt. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I mean, I love I your reaction after you're just you're just complete. These guys are completely over with you, and my reaction is, oh, the kilt needs some tassels. <laughs> well, I did appreciate that Royce is now also wearing a kilt to start, so at least he you has to coordinate going. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're working more to being a team. Uh, Tom. You know, they, they destroy these guys and then they go to their interview afterwards, which, again, I appreciate. And uh, Tom immediately drops the GD like right there on, on the stage. And I'm like, whoa, hey, buddy, I don't even know if that's language you can use, but he does it. And uh, just to move it along, Eddie Kingston comes out. There you go. The first time we see Eddie Kingston on NWA television. To go back to what you were saying, some of us know that Eddie Kingston is there. To some people, this was a surprise. Some of us knew that Eddie Kingston would be appearing at some point. It is nice to have the 10 pounds of gold. I believe in keeping it a little separate, you know, to delve into the, the background part of it. But, hey, man, to, to a lot of people, Eddie Kingston walking out was a huge deal in the crowd. I, I heard people like, oh, holy crap, Like, there's Eddie Kingston. They knew him, and, and it was it was cool to see that interaction. Homicide walks out, and you're already working in your tag team title match. Well, yeah, man. I mean, when, when, when that guy started talking, I, I think he said something like, Let's go to the studio audience or something <laughs> right, like that. Right, right. So entertaining, my man. And, and, and let's be authentic, right? I'm not very familiar with Mr. Kingston, but now I want to be. I definitely want to be. And when I first saw uh, Eddie Kingston, I really thought that I wasn't going to like this guy. I really thought that he wasn't going to be for me. But after that promo, he's winning me over. I don't know if he wants to win me over. I don't know if the NWA wants him to win me over, but he is. And no, does it I, matter? I, I mean, everyone should be over whether they're whether I like them or not. The beauty part of this show, Adam, is that it seems like everybody is just walking out there and they're like, here I am. This they're is just talking. And you could like me or not. It doesn't matter. This is me. The audience will decide. Yeah, and Eddie Kingston, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that I've been like following his career the whole time. He seemed like a cool enough guy when I started following him on social media, but that has nothing to do with this part necessarily. And yeah, when he was out there, there was something about the way he talked where I'm like, all right, I get it. This mm -hmm. guy is here to play. Like this is this is good stuff. Let's see what he does in the ring. Homicide walks out, and within that like three minute segment, you're like. I want to see these dudes go at it. 
You don't get to see that because James Storm and Josephus come up <laughs> out of there and start beating on each other. So they've been apparently brawling in the back. And that's kind of a beauty part about the studio show, too, is you're like, I can't see back there, but I can only assume Storm finally caught up with the 3% faster Josephus. Nah. <laughs> and he uh, was like, it's probably because he couldn't take turns in the uh, 3% less envisioned side of his head. <laughs> So Storm called him on the curbs, and uh, and so they come tumbling out, and then you get a match. Now, here's the part. Here's the part where I have to ask you your <sighs> real opinion. Adam, I, I, I know we're going longer than we expected, but— That's fine. Where where are you at? Uh, James Storm, uh, you know I love Josephus, too, and especially love that spiritual advisor, but Josephus got that ass beat. I, um, I was throwing— handfuls of pencils at my computer screen while I was watching my man. I was absolutely upset. There's only 3% left of my heart right now, my friend. Like it, it, it was crushed to see Josephus lose that way and not only lose my friends, but to have Josephus's own thumb put in his mouth like a little, little baby. What are you doing? What are you doing to the kingdom of Josephus? Where's his robe? Where's his... Where's his gravitas? Where's his aura, if you will? Ah, uh, I didn't like it at all. Sorry, my dogs are going off, so I was trying See, to... See, they don't even like it. They I know. Even, the, they're the, upset. the dogs the, are upset. The, the animal nation is upset. The yeah, well, nature the kingdom is encompasses upset. all. The kingdom encompasses so much. More and here's even... my thing. The crowd was cheering for it. Don't these people know who Josephus is? Weren't there any Josephus fans? At this I, end of the event? Listen, I'm a Josephus fan. There was something about the energy that James Storm brought when he was whipping that ass that it was hard to root against. And here's the thing. I'll, all I'll give you is this. Don't weep for Josephus. There's more to come. Trust the process. There's always more to come. I know that, Gary. I know that. I know. Yeah, it's a sad loss. James Storm handed it to him. But... It's not the end of the road. We didn't end Josephus's career here tonight. I hope not. I hope that there's much, much more because I, 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 I can't imagine a world without Josephus. You won't have a world without that, at least as far as I know. All <laughs> right. So uh, after James Storm beats him, you get another Aldous and Tim Storm promo. And Tim Storm's out at the side of the ring. He cuts a promo about uh, holding that title. He started a movement that I don't think that he intended to start. No way. No way. But it was it was uh, let's let, let's talk about the crowd for one more second again. That was my favorite chant of the night. In, in the beginning, in the beginning, I really thought the crowd after, during that first promo uh, was going to be chanting what? And I was about to throw my computer out the window. Listen, brother, I can 100% tell you I heard that too. And you're talking about it at the very beginning. And I actually very vocally was no what chance. Yeah, no. I'm not doing that. I refused. And I, I was very adamant about that. Yeah, I mean, because the whole thing is, my man, the NWA can be its own separate thing. We don't need to have, we, we don't need, let's just cheer. Let's not chant. Let's freaking cheer. And if a chant happens to come along where it is like a Tim Storm, Mama Storm chant is fantastic. But you were in the room, man. What was it? Was it, what was it like to hear that? I mean, Tim Storm's promo, man, dude, he just, he's 100% authentic and I, I i love that he goes there he lets himself go there with his content with his promos it, it, it always knocks me out of the park it's it's no joke the thing that if you go back and listen to that aldous interview i did i mean when when he talks about tim storm walking in a room and then people feel like they have to be on their p's and q's they got to straighten up and act right i got to meet storm at the the presser before the first night and Seeing him there, it just, I don't know, man. It's so amazing to me that, like, I grew up as a guy who loved, like, Brett the Hitman Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I imagine meeting him and the awe it would feel like seeing him. But it's so fantastic to me to think about that Tim Storm's a man who I had no idea who he was before 2017 and 
now the second I had a chance, like in person to talk to him, there is just something. There is a, a gravitas to that man. Like there it just he he is just a beast. He is a big, big man that just radiates respect you have to appreciate who he is so all of that said i i could go on and on about tim storm but it's real it's all real and when he was out there at the side of that ring giving that promo every single person in that audience respected tim storm they appreciated tim storm when he told that story about his mother who would just be at home waiting (laughs) like there's nothing he says that ever feels inauthentic and he's telling that story about his mom's not going to care if he won or lost. She's just going to worry that he got hurt. He's the baby brother of the bunch. And it's like, it's just insane. That Mama Storm chant is not something I started or even thought of. But <laughs> after a while, it was infectious. And you're just like, all right, this is organic. This is what it's about. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I, I, I just listened to Mr. Cornette's podcast where he talks about doing the doing the NWA tapings, and that actually blew him away, too. You know, that's something you don't hear a wrestling crowd chant very often. Usually they're chanting asshole at people or holy shit. I mean, this is the first time that a wrestling crowd actually showed perhaps that they have a soul, maybe. I don't know. Anybody? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you, too, that like in, in the in-betweens of episodes, like in that time that I talked about Billy Corgan being out there when he was like pumping up the crowd again and like, thank you so much for being so into this. I was saving it for this, but he actually even took a moment. He was like, and just so you know, we're with everything you guys are doing. Right when we heard the Mama Storm chant, David and I looked at each other like, all right, write that down. Like, what? <laughs> What can we do with this? So Sounds like a t-shirt to me. Yeah, they're already thinking about Mama Storm. That's a thing now. And that was completely organic from the crowd. And Tim Storm made that happen. That man, I don't even know. When you talk to him, I don't even know if he realizes just how powerful he is with the things he says and what he does. Like, people just appreciate that guy as a wrestler. And, and that's a... That's a cool spot to be in, I think. I hope he gets all the recognition in the world for, for what he does. Well, not not only that, Gary, but I, I hope – and it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that Mr. Storm is going to have a place inside of the NWA for a long, long time. Is it is it going to be wrestling? Is it going to be something else? You know, it, it was his story that brought the base of this fan base into what the NWA is doing right now. He was the foundation. That that story is so true to so many people out there that have that don't even have a mountaintop, my man. So for Tim Storm to be a part of the NWA moving forward into the distant, distant future, I think is so important for this brand. And I want Mr. Storm to be a big, big part of this story moving forward. I can tell you that I know that Nick Aldis felt it was important for Tim Storm to be a part of, uh, like, he also knows. He wanted Storm to be a part of a main event that mattered. That was an important, pivotal part in history. That that was something that Tim Storm deserved. Obviously, Tim Storm's at a point that, you know, I I, I mean this with all due respect. This is not a guy that was going to go into WWE and get any modicum of respect maybe in aew but probably not like the guy is he's he's busted his ass on the independent scene and up until 2017 the whole country didn't know him let alone the world and now the world knows tim storm tim storm is a former nwa world's heavyweight championship and he was right there on the cusp of when that became an important thing again. And God bless him. The guy carries every bit of that responsibility right there on those massively broad, respectable shoulders. Like he is, and he is a man that commands the respect that an NWA World's Heavyweight Championship should command. And so it's it's good to see him, well, I mean, moving right into it, you get the Nick Aldis and Tim Storm main event here on this show and well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we gotta talk about that austin idol commercial how could i skip that how dare you how How dare dare i right here in my hometown that 
Austin Idol commercial. Dude, if that's in your hometown, you need to, need to, need to go there and make content so badly. Well, I, 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 I'm going to do my best, and we'll talk more about that. My, my buddies, I'm, I'm getting texts live through the show from my buddies who I all convinced. They had to watch this show. So they all had like different opinions going on throughout. But immediately people were like, is that here? Is that here? Austin <laughs> Idol School is here? What the hell? Am I going to have to sign up for Austin Idol School? <laughs> and I was like, I, I think I might have to sign up for Austin Idol School. But I'll tell you what, Austin Idol don't work for free. I looked into this already. So, <laughs> Well, that commercial was fantastic. I mean, I that had like a little bit of that what, crazy Eddie feel to it. It had a, a total retro 80s feel to it. It was and everything it should have been. I, I, I... Dare I say the favorite part of the show for me? That was no, no, no. I 100% DM'd Lagana and was like, that idol commercial was completely unexpected, and there has to be more of that. I'm not even saying necessarily that commercial. I just mean like that's part of that presentation, man. You want that like retro forward feel? Like that's cool. Gary, like, man, let's it's, get some it's, more of that stuff. It's, it's, it's part of the weirdness that I love about wrestling, my man. You know, it's, 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 it's weird, but it's still taking itself seriously. You know, it's comedy, but it's still taking itself seriously. That's what I love about wrestling. And to see that, I'm like, that's the NWA speaking directly to me right there. Because I, not only did I love it, I want more of it. I want, like, like you said, it doesn't even have to be Austin Idol. It can be other things that are, that are like that. It can be commercials for their dvd set that are like people trying to sell their dvd set because i mean come on yeah we all loved the the, the little picture of the the dvd set but wouldn't you rather have austin idol selling you those dvds that would be so cool. right like let's throw in uh what's james storm gonna do if he has to hawk the dvd you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god the force to sell the dvds someone get Lagana on the phone Hello. Hello, yes. Hello. <laughs> no, uh, exactly. That kind of thing. You know, like just give us different iterations of people having to hawk NWA merchandise. I love it. I mean, if nothing else, that's that's the way to go. So yeah, Austin Idol's commercial was absolutely perfect, completely out of the blue. God, between that and the theme song, those were the biggest surprises that were like, oh my God, this is making it magical now. Are you is that is that theme song still in your head, my man? Where can we 100%. download that theme song? Oh, I'm sure it's everywhere. Where can we download that illegally so we don't have to pay the artist? I'm sure William Patrick Corgan would love that. Yeah, I'm sure he had to pay the artist. <laughs> I'm sure he would not appreciate us talking about illegally downloading it. So Tim Storm versus Nick Aldis. I mean, it's 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 a good matchup. It's 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 a great great wrestling match full of emotion i mean if you don't think that i'm being honest I, I challenge you to go back and watch the match again i'm sitting right behind santa vol and when nick aldis kicks out of the perfect storm i lost my damn mind you like did. i could i thought that was it I, I saw it well i was invested in this match these guys took me for a ride and I loved every second of this matchup, except having to see Tim Storm take the pinfall loss, get rolled up by Nick Aldis for the one, two, three. And it's not any knock against Nick Aldis. It's just that I hated to see one have to lose and one have to win. I was uh, so hurt. And But Tim Storm actually gives a low blow in the match. That, I mean, he, he was desperate to win this again. I, I hated to see that happen. But, oh, my God, man, it was it was a great match. I really enjoyed it a lot. I would be remiss if I also didn't uh, mention that poor Camille takes a hell of a bump on the outside, taking that clothesline from Nick Aldis when Tim Storm ducks. And uh, I was right there, and I was like, Camille is a tough chick. That's uh, I, I just want to shout out to Camille because you took that Nick Aldis clothesline like a champ and got right back up afterwards. Still wincing in pain, but you got back up. Well, not only that, but then after doing the promo, we think that Camille might be might be talking for the first time. And then Nick Aldis actually cuts her off. And what's going on with that? Who knows? No. What's going on with that now? Like tune in next week. That's <laughs> that was a little weird, man. That felt very awkward to me. 
Yeah, I think that that's the idea, man. Joe Galley uh, clearly hasn't done his research to find out that Camille has it. That made me pop. <laughs> <laughs> some dude in the crowd do your research joe that was me <laughs> <laughs> but joe's uh adamant about it and uh and nick aldis has to step in he doesn't he doesn't want camille to talk and so we're gonna have to see where this goes from here what's what's going on are they oh i don't know i think uh as time goes along you might see everything you see on social media start to merge with what's going on on the nwa studio show and it's going to be harder and harder to separate reality from the show maybe it's all part of the show you know that's what we wanted that's what i want i want all i want all forms of communication to connect themselves i don't need i don't need one thing on one thing and another story on another thing i want everything to be encompassing underneath the nwa umbrella whether it's twitter whether it's youtube whether it's anything let let us believe let us be a part of this story with you well, if you follow uh, Camille Brickhouse on the Twitter device, you know that, that her personality on that part of her life is a little different than her character has been portrayed so far in the NWA. You know, if I could pop a little teaser out there, like maybe that's not always going to be the case. Whoa, whoa, that's a good way to end the show right there, Gary. Yeah. So, uh, man, I mean, overall, Adam, do, do, anything? I, so, so we've been... We've been basically all about this show, and uh, we're getting to the point we got to wrap up. But is there anything, any problems you had, anything you wish they had done different, or anything I mean, stands out to you? You know, man, I I think that you and I are on such a high when it comes to the NWA and this first TV show. I mean, we are obviously taking a very home team approach when it comes to our coverage about the NWA. I'm not going to say anything negative about this first show whatsoever. I, I I loved it. I loved everything about it. I really look forward to us doing this every week, Gary. I, I mean, to, to talk to somebody that's as excited about the NWA as myself is so refreshing, so much fun. And you know what? I really think that our conversations and what the NWA is doing, let's encompass everything, my man. Let's get people psyched up about this NWA thing because it is different, and I'm so excited for this alternative. I'm on board with you 100%, Adam. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention, I, I keep saying that, would be remiss. I don't think I ever use that in normal conversation, and here I am using it twice in this one. The entrance music, uh, people were put off by that. I have seen that in a few places. Uh, I could tell you in the building, no entrance music. I think the idea they is en- like... They enter for five seconds. What? what how, I think how that's it. I think that... To be? Yeah, I think that the idea is you walk out and the crowd lets you know where you stand. And it's all about hearing that reaction that you get when you enter. And yeah, there's a five second walk from the curtain to the <laughs> ring. So you're not going to get much. Okay, okay. Music. Here's your entrance music, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Aldis. All right, that's it. <laughs> he's there. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. He's there. Also, would love it if Nick Aldis's theme music was. Beep, 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 beep. I'm available. I'm I'm learning the ukulele, my friends. We are. I'll, I'll be ready to play Nick Aldis to the ring at the next NWA pay per view. <laughs> Adam, I hope I see you at the next NWA pay per view. It would be good. We've never met in person, so I'm hoping that we continue growing and spreading our our arms out throughout the wrestling community and and we'll we'll actually meet in person eventually here it's it's coming my man it's all happening i agree anything else you want to cover adam before we wrap this thing up we will be starting to go live on october 22nd at the end of that nwa power my friends absolutely we're planning on it adam says he might set me up beforehand to try to do it for next week but if nothing else our full plan is to be your after show that you go to after the NWA every single week. We want to be a part of that with you. We want to experience the whole thing. We want to know what you think so you can let us know. I'm at Rock and Roll Gary, all spelled out, or at the NWA pod is part of this as well. I am at Adam underscore Rotella, also at NWA underscore pod. We got to figure out what we're going to do with that stuff, Gary, but that, we're that'll all come. It out, my friend. That'll all come. That'll all come. I think we're getting to the point where we're ready to really get a solid answer to that. <laughs> but anyway, for now, thank you so much for listening to us with this recap of 
episode one of NWA Power. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, everybody. I'm going to piss my pants if I don't go real quick. No, that's great. I got to start that other show, man. I totally lost track of time. So okay. I will uh, send this to you in, in a little bit, my man. Okay. All right. No problem, brother. Good All talking right. to you. Bye, sir. Thank you so much, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, same, buddy. Bye. Go, Pete. <laughs>